I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio is Christina Campbelloff, the Executive Director of First Date Ballet Theater. Welcome, Christina. Hi, Paul. So glad to have you here today. Uh, First State Ballet Theater is such an integral part of not only Wilmington, but really Delaware uh, in the dance scene, but in the arts uh, in general. Uh, let, let's uh, go back a little ways in time. Let's hear about the First State Ballet Theater, where, how it got its start, what brought you to Delaware? Well, um, my husband and I moved to Wilmington in 1994. Uh, to dance with the Russian Ballet Theater of Delaware. And we danced with that company until it folded in 1999. And we really wanted to stay in the area. And we thought long and hard and decided to open our own school. Uh, And we opened a school that August in 99 in Newport, Delaware. Um, You know, it's funny because I I didn't know where to start. So I sort of, okay, we're going to start a school. And... I got in the car, I sort of drove around the area, and every time I would drive to an area, there was a dance school there, and I would drive to another one, and finally I sort of ended up very close to where I lived, uh, at the Greystone Plaza in Newport, Delaware. And the next step was, how do I start you know, a business, a corporation of any kind? I had no idea. So I asked a friend of mine, Joan Weston, I said, how do I do this? And she set me up with this wonderful lawyer, her name was Ann Bookout, and um, she sat down with Pasha and I and went through all the steps, and sure enough, in August, we had our doors open and started classes that September. Sort of by the end of the year, I was sort of, I grew up in a nonprofit school, and it was run so differently, and, you know, I wasn't, uh, I probably wasn't a good business person for a for-profit school. And uh, so I went back to Anne, and I said, how do I start a nonprofit? And she started the process with us again, and we collected some people and said, how can we get a board together? Um, and uh, Robert Grenfell was on board, and he became our chair, and uh, Joan Weston and Mimi Link and uh, Robert Fisher. These were people that were very influential in getting First Day Ballet Theater started. So uh, we got our status officially on March 29th, 2000, and we launched two full-length ballets in that same year at Mitchell Hall at the University of Delaware. And the first one was Capalia, and the second one was The Nutcracker. And we performed at Mitchell Hall uh, throughout 2001. And then in 2002, we decided to take Capalia uh, to the Baby Grand, so we performed Capelli at the Baby Grand, and uh, we sort of liked being back downtown. That was where we had danced with Russian Ballet Theater, and so we decided to move our Nutcracker in 2002 to the Grand Opera House. And I think it was the spring of 2003 that we launched the Sleeping Beauty at the Grand Opera House. And it was that time backstage that Ken Wessler, the director of uh, the Grand Opera House at the time, approached Robert and said, you know, you should think about having a bigger presence here at the Grand. We sort of didn't know what that meant. So we met with Ken the following week, I think it was the following week, and he took us up to the third floor of the building that houses the Baby Grand. If you are not familiar with the Grand Opera House, please come to the Grand. If you look out on Market Street and you're facing the beautiful Grand Opera House, 
the baby grand is to the right. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, there are three floors on in that building. The first floor is the theater, the baby grand. And the second floor are um, administrative offices. And the third floor is First State Ballet Theater. Mm-hmm. And how we got there is we went up there and, you know, Ken showed us the space and we were sort of in awe and we knew it had to be renovated. So the first thing was, how do we get the money to renovate this space? So we went to the mayor and uh, Mayor Baker so graciously helped us, uh, the Longwood Foundation, the Welfare Foundation, and MBNA of America. And so we renovated the space and moved in in October of 2003. We moved our school. We closed that for-profit organization. Our wonderful landlord, Ron Marcosi, let us out of our 10-year lease at the mm-hmm. Greystone Plaza mm-hmm. and uh, wished us best of luck. And, and we've been there ever since. And uh, we, we did several performances over the years. And in 2004, we started a festival where we were bringing in um, dancers from all over the country, all over the world. And it was one night of dance. And we continued to do that for about four years. We brought in great dancers like Julio Boca from American Ballet Theater, Leanne Benjamin from Royal Ballet, and James Whiteside, who was an up-and-coming dancer at Boston Ballet. Now he's a rising star with American Ballet Theater. They all danced here in Wilmington mm-hmm. at the Grand. And, uh, you know, we thought, well... That's a lot of work, you know, for one evening of dance. And why not put all that investment into Wilmington, into bringing dancers who would live in our community, dance throughout the season, and become a part of Delaware? So we did that in 2008. We started with 10 dancers and three productions at the Grand we were also dan- I think we danced for the first time at the Freeman stage uh, at Bayside that year. And um, today we now have 23 dancers and we do five productions at the Grand and we still do Freeman stage, which has grown. If you've not been down to the Freeman stage, I advise you all to go down there this summer. It's a wonderful place. Um, and we do other productions uh, sort of throughout the year. So fast forward to today, uh, we have... Uh, sort of three parts to First State Ballet Theater now. We have our professional company, and we have our school. Our school uh, has 140 students. We have seven levels of training, ages 4 through 20. We also have open classes for teens and adults, and we have a four-week summer intensive with guest artists from all over the world. This year we have Catherine Barkman, who is a principal dancer with Washington Ballet, and ironically, I want to say it was probably um, seven years ago that she attended our summer intensive. Hmm. So it's nice to have her back. Yeah. She's um, participated in several competitions and won um, some medals. So she'll be uh, joining our summer intensive faculty this summer. Uh, we also have a children's workshop. Um, oh, that summer intensive is really for ages 9 to 21. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. And the children's workshop is uh, for young children ages 4 to 8. And it's a great introduction to dance. And... Uh, in the fall of 2017, we implemented a boys' scholarship program to try to get more boys dancing, and it's become a, a, quite a success, and we hope that we will grow on that. Um, and also, the last two years, probably a lot of people in Delaware don't know this, the last two years, um, students from our school um, participated in a competition in New York City. It's the largest international student ballet competition in the world, the Youth American Grand Prix 
and from thousands and thousands and thousands of ensembles throughout the world, our little ensemble from Delaware placed in the top 12 for the last two years. It's That's just great. an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. Yes. So we're very proud. <clears throat> and in June, they also won the uh, gold medal at the World Ballet Competition in Orlando, Florida. Also, our students, you know, when I was young, and I, I grew up in southern Indiana, and I, I somehow I got into dance. It was, uh, that's a whole nother show. But um, I grew up with a, a small company and a school, and it's such a valuable thing to have professional dancers around students. Such a growing experience. And so our students get this rare opportunity to dance in productions outside of the Nutcracker, but productions like Coppelia or Sleeping Beauty or Giselle or Swan Lake, and they dance on the same stage with them, and they, they learn such wonderful things from that experience. Another thing that I'm really proud about with the school is that we don't have any fees to perform in our school. If, um, you know, I grew up on scholarship, and I, I try to pay things like that forward because without help from people in my past, I would not be here today dancing, or there wouldn't be a first day ballet theater. So that's uh, really important to me. The third part of uh, First Day Ballet Theater is our outreach program. We do several lecture demonstrations and community performances every season, but our biggest outreach program is DanceWorks. It is the most thing, uh, the, the thing that I'm most proud of, I guess, and maybe um, I, it's something that I super, super, and super enjoy. Uh, we, it is a partnership between the Grand Opera House and First Day Ballet Theater. We currently have four schools six classes, and 91 students, pre-K to second grade, who come to the Grand every week, take a dance class, um, watch the company rehearse, watch the company perform. These are, these are children who probably would never be exposed to dance, most of them, or even the Grand Opera House. And they have the experience for one whole year to come, you know, the school year, to come to the Grand take a dance class. And at the end of the year, they do performances. They do three performances at the Baby Grand. The first one is for each other, which is the most exciting performance because there's so much anticipation to see what the other children have done throughout the year. And they just cheer each other on. It's wonderful. And then the second performance is for other students who go to their schools uh, that aren't in the DanceWorks program. And then the third one is for the parents. And it, it's it's such an important day. You know, you see them in the, in the hallway getting ready to go on stage, and they'll ask me, did I look nervous? And I'm like, no. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful program. And um, those schools, you know, include um, St. Peter's, um, the Walnut Street YMCA, Salvation Army, Wilmington Montessori. Um, so it's just a great program, and we're really excited to have it. Now, with, with that outreach, uh, I, I, I want to go into that some more, as, as well as go into the type of training that you do. But let me first remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is Christina Campbelloff, the Executive Director of First State Ballet Theater. Uh, Christina, uh, you and and Pasha came to the Russian ballet with quite different backgrounds in training. Yes, could, could you speak? We did. Could you speak to the training that the Russian uh, the uh, that the First State Ballet Theater uh, provides and how that has evolved over time and and how that diversity of backgrounds among your teaching staff really you know supports what you're trying to do. 
Well, uh, my husband um, is a graduate of the Vaganova School in St. Petersburg, Russia. He uh, went away to boarding school at the age of nine and trained um, for uh, about eight years. And um, so that's a really um, beautiful, beautiful style of dancing. You know, if you if you think about a Russian dancer, it's very clean lines and uh, beautiful upper body movement. For me, I well, I grew up in uh, Southern Indiana, but I in Evansville, Indiana, actually, and I had the rare opportunity to start ballet with a, an exceptional teacher. Her name was Jean Allenby. And how it, how our paths crossed at that right moment, I'm not sure, but I'm very thankful for that. Um, so I trained with her for from the time I was nine and a half till I was 15. And I would say it's a pretty RAD training, which is the Royal Academy of Dancing. And um, it's very similar to Vaganova. So my, my base was similar to what Pasha was trained with. Um, and my teacher, um, her board of directors, decided to not have a professional company. They wanted to have just a school. And she sort of said, well, no professional company, no me. So she left to open Sarasota Ballet. Mm. So she is the founder mm. of Sarasota Ballet. Um, so when I was 15, she, uh, she brought in another teacher from Stuttgart Ballet School to teach us while she was back and forth between Sarasota. And she was a Romanian teacher who was very Vaganova-based. Mm. So there fits in a little bit of Vaganova that I had for about a year. And she was going to go back to Stuttgart, and um, she sent a videotape to Stuttgart Ballet School, and I was accepted into the school. I was very scared to go to Germany. I was 15, mm -hmm. and this is pre-internet where you can find out information. Right. And right. So she helped me to audition for schools in the United States, and I auditioned for several schools, and I, I um, decided on North Carolina School of the Arts. It was a boarding school, and um, I was accepted on scholarship and was very excited to go there. I went there and really didn't like it <laughs> and had too many teachers with too many different ideas. Mm -hmm. So I had a Balanchine teacher who was very famous. I did enjoy her classes and um, some other teachers in different backgrounds. And so I felt like I was just um, not learning enough, trying to learn each different style right, every right. time I had sort a class. Pulled, pulled apart. Pulled yeah. apart and not really mm. um, gaining anything. Mm -hmm. So I... I went home to quit dancing, actually. So I took the summer off. I was 16 years old, and a friend of mine kept calling me, come come take – she lived in New Jersey, and she was leaving North Carolina School of the Arts, mm -hmm. too. She said, come to come to New Jersey and stay with my family, and we'll go take class in the city. I've never been to New York City. Mm -hmm. So she actually had left School of American Ballet to go to North Carolina School of the Arts, which is a big no-no. You don't leave School of American Ballet and <laughs> – Go to a different school. So, you know, I didn't know anything. You know, I got off the bus, and I think we crossed the street at Penn Station with, like, 900 people. It was crazy. So we went right to the Joffrey School, and I absolutely fell in love with the teachers there. Mm -hmm. It was a small atmosphere at the time. The Joffrey Company was still in New York City, so there was the company that they've since moved to Chicago. But I had such phenomenal teachers who really cared and that was a totally different style. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. was Chiquetti-based mm -hmm. uh, uh, style. So I, I have this sort of pl plethora of, of knowledge when it comes to different styles. And then I came to Russian Ballet Theater, and I fell in love with the Vaganova style, mm -hmm. partially because we had an exceptional teacher here. Maybe the Delawareans don't know what kind of people were here during that time, but 
we had um, a, a star. He was a star in you Russia. You had an artistic director here for a number of yes. years. I'm, I'm and he worked with Russian name. Ballet. Yes. He worked yeah. with us. Uh, this is where we gained so much knowledge for, for First Day Ballet Theater mm-hmm. was Lev Asoliak. Yes. That was and yeah. he was a star with the Perm Ballet in Russia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just how ironic he ended up in Wilmington. You know, it's mm-hmm. just a crazy situation. Um, his His son, his wife's son, this was his second wife our third wife but his wife uh, lived in Russia and um, her son was here in the United States going to school and um, uh, she was visiting that friend who had um, known him and anyway to make a long story short the son was in Philadelphia Hmm. and one of his students was in Pennsylvania Ballet and he said oh you should go teach for that company in, in Wilmington and he did, and we all fell in love with him. Yeah, yeah. We gained so much knowledge from him, and I'm so thankful um, to have had worked with mm-hmm. him. And so that's sort of the style. And, and now, now in, in the, the school uh, you're teaching, I, I have seen some of your dancers do contemporary work as well. So it's not str- – I mean, the focus is ballet, but you, you, with your students you really offer – other opportunities as well. We we do, and sort of going back to that ensemble that I was talking about that won um, uh, awards. That was a, actually a contemporary piece. It's mm-hmm. it's so important that classically trained dancers know how to do contemporary work now mm-hmm. because every single ballet company in the world is doing contemporary work. Mm-hmm. So we we think that's a really valuable lesson. So once a year uh, during our summer intensive, we have contemporary classes. But we also have um, a choreography workshop where we'll have a contemporary choreographer come in and set a piece on um, our students. So mm-hmm. it gives them a lot of experience with contemporary. So if they do go into a company or they go to college, they're going to go into college and do a dance program. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. important that they know how to dance contemporary mm-hmm. dance. Well, I don't want to run out of time without giving you an opportunity to talk about some of the great work that you're doing uh, in performance, upcoming performances. Right. So in February, on February 9th uh, at 7 p.m. and uh, Sunday, February 10th, we're going to be doing Coppelia at the Baby Grand. Uh, And then in March, we have our annual gala, which is our big fundraiser for the year. And we invite you all to to come. It'll be at the University and Whist Club. For more information, you can check out our website a little bit. Um, It's not up on our website, but it will be. And then in April, we're going to be doing the Sleeping Beauty at the Baby Grand, April 12th, 13th, and 14th. And to get tickets for those shows, you would go to thegrandwilmington.org, or you can call 1-800-37-GRAND, or you can visit our website at firstdayballet.com. Now, uh, for our listeners, I'm sure most know the story of Sleeping Beauty, but what about Coppelia? Coppelia. Coppelia is so much fun. It's actually a comedy, and um, it's sort of about a a feisty young girl who's in love with um, also a feisty boy. And um, he sort of starts flirting with a, a, a girl in the window. Well, the girl happens to be a doll. And uh, Swan Hill sort of breaks into the toy maker's house. And it's, ho- it's a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. If, you, if you've not been to the ballet, I would suggest you try this one because it's very fun. And it's great for any age. Mm-hmm. And very, very accessible in yes. terms of uh, watching and understanding exactly. what's going on. Now, we've got a couple minutes left. Uh, let, let's talk about uh, dance training uh, beyond the art of dance. Because, I mean, the physicality of dance, is, especially ballet, is just incredible. What kind of 
benefits are there just in the physical training of dance that you, that you see with, with the young children that you work with? Well, uh, you know, young children don't go outside as much and play, for example. Like when I was a child, we played until the streetlights came mm-hmm. on, and, mm-hmm. and children don't do that as much anymore. And so a lot of the dance literature says, you know, have the young children jump more where we didn't do that before. But now, you know, as much as you can get them jumping mm-hmm. to build bone mass at a mm-hmm. young age, this is very important for, you know, the growth of their mm-hmm. bodies and the, everything. So there's a lot of stuff that, that will help as you grow. Mm-hmm. I think it's also very important to do a little research when you pick a, a school. Everybody has, you know, a different idea of of what they, you know, want. And uh, a good foundation is always mm-hmm. critical to protect your body and, Mm-hmm. Well, and I think just you know areas of like physical coordination and understanding the space around you. I was recently at a, a packed uh, holiday decorated event where it was clear that a lot of people in the space that I was in didn't understand their space. That's really <laughs> important. That is something we teach from a very young age as well is spatial awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is critical. Uh, you know, there's a, there's so many things. There's um, uh, discipline. There's the ability to take criticism. You know, I recently ran into a professor at UD, uh, David Teague, mm-hmm. and he said, "I love having your your dancers in my class because if you know if they if there's a mistake made, all they do is fix it, and they you know they um, so they learn how to take cris- criticism well at a young age because it's with love. When you correct somebody, you're just helping them to become better, mm-hmm. and so." It also builds a lot of self-esteem, attainable goals. We teach a lot of attainable goals and mm-hmm. things like that. Well, Christina Campbelloff, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today to hear about First State Ballet Theater, your upcoming production of Coppelia at the Grand. Uh, again, it's firststateballettheater.com. Yes. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. So thanks again for joining us. Thank you.